Hey, welcome to Open Mic. Uh, this is Jared here, and I've got Ben Shank with me. Ben, how are you doing today? Man, pumped to be here, Jared. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so a little bit about Ben. Ben is Springfield native, uh, was on staff at High Street uh, but four or five years ago. Yeah, about four years ago. Planted uh, Awaken Church in Round Rock, Texas, right outside of Austin. Um, and he's here to speak tonight. So we're filming this, filming, recording this uh, October, mid-October. So we're pumped to hear him tonight. But we figured while he was here, we would, we would snag a, a podcast episode. Yeah, pumped to be a part, okay. man. Okay, so we ask a lot of people this. What's your favorite Springfield restaurant? What are your go-tos when you come back in town? Bro, I've got to go with grad school. Um, I'm a dude who actually you turned me on to this. Okay, I was just a standard full ride guy with you know the fries. Let's hear it. Bring it on. But you got to add the hot toddies, and no. you got to use the the toddy sauce. Those are wings for your fries. Yes, it's a game changer. Uh, if that's too much food for you, a uh, little little sneak preview of what my me and my roommates did. We would do uh, we we'd do the full ride in half, and then split twelve wings. It's the best of both worlds. You get some fries, you get some Solid. wings, you get, it'll change your life. So that, yeah. I'm a bit of a foodie. So like that for me, is like my love language. It's a game changer. Uh, so that's our podcast for today. No, uh, just kidding. Hey, so we did not talk about what we were going to talk about on the podcast. We mm -hmm. didn't, we didn't do any pre-work for this. So I'm going to hit Ben with something and we're just going to see where this takes us. Go out of left ben, I, I was thinking about this on my way to church. Um, you are one of the people that I think of as like, you are decisive you, it seems like you always know, like you're in tune with what God's saying to you. Um, how do you hear the voice of God? How do you make decisions based on, cause, like, are you reading it in Psalms, some part that I don't know about? <laughs> are you like just spending crazy amounts of time in prayer? Like, yes, that's it. That's cause, it. <laughs> cause you, you've done some crazy things. So like a little bit of background about you, you were an army kid. You plan on being in the army a lifer, right? Yeah. And God got a hold of you and you moved to Springfield to sell shoes and go to co Bible college. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy story. Got, uh, met the Lord at 26, had every intention on being a career army officer and God had other plans, but it, you know, it's just like any other story. Um, it wasn't like when I, when I made the decision to follow Christ, I knew I was going from military to ministry. Like yeah. that sounds really good in the bio. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to go from the military to, I have no idea what I'm going to yeah. do. So I'll probably sell some shoes on the side. Yeah. 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 Working at Foot Locker, right? Yeah. And yeah. just getting, just getting by, right? So, so you made that decision, started going to Bible college. Um, wh what is it that like, you know, th those seem like such like big 90 degree turns, big 180 degree turns. Um, what's your process of like finding direction from God? Yeah, no, it's such a great question. I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'm a type A planner, you know, you talk about being decisive. And so I think some of that comes off, you know, is, sure. is that decisiveness. Um, but I, honestly, I, I think it is uh, just time with the Lord and really um, being in tune to the Holy Spirit. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll read the Bible. Um, and honestly, when you're preparing a message, you know, it's really get information out. You know, what, what, do, what do people need to know? And I think for me personally, I had to move away even just in my own sermon planning to doing my own Devo to say, Ben, what does God want to speak to you today? And I think that's really changed the way that I interact with God. Um, I've gone, I don't know if you have those journaling Bibles, yep. but I've gone to one of those journaling Bibles now every single year, different translation, different uh, Bible itself, and just ask that question every single day in my Devo, God, what do you want to speak to me about today? And then being sensitive to that. I mean, honestly, I'm getting ready to speak tonight, but 
God got me up at 2.30 this morning, <laughs> and it was not my plan to only get a couple hours of sleep. Yeah. But literally, I, I wake up, and I'm up, and I'm like, first, first thing I say is, God, do you, do you want me up? Do you want me to be praying? Like, yeah. Or is this just the dogs barking outside? And there's those moments where it's like, okay, I feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit here. I, I don't know where this leads. I don't know how long I'm going to be up, but uh, I'm just going to follow you in this. And I think it's just living that out in my life has been these small little steps that have just kind of culminated into, you know, <laughs> a church today. Yeah. And, and I would even argue that's, correct me if I'm wrong, is that against your personality being type A to wake up and have someone else tell you what to do today? Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, cause I, we, I look at someone like you and go, man, you're just, you're just in tune with the voice of God. You just hear from him every morning. Well, Jared, I had a, the plan on getting up this morning and doing a workout, doing a nice run, getting my push-ups and sit-ups in. And like then, all of us do. And then going <laughs> go to Gailey's yeah. and enjoying, you know, a bear hug. Yeah. But again, that, that wasn't God's plan this morning. And okay, God, plans are changing. But, but I do think this, I think the discipline, at least for me, what I found in, in, as a type A person, having the discipline to schedule my day out, but then being flexible enough to allow God to interject and to work in that has been, I think, the secret, I don't know if it's secret, but it's yeah. worked for me yeah. in my walk with the Lord. I know this, if I'm not disciplined, and I don't have my day planned out. Most of the time, I don't hear from the Lord. I just feel lazy. Yeah, And if they go the other way, if I'm so stringent that all I'm doing is my plan, I, n- I never get to see God move. I-, I never get to see these these moments where I'm like, that was way too good because that's not me. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I think I think the discipline to do both is is something where when I think about how do I hear from God, uh, those two really have to be, you know, married together. Yeah. Because it's not about you're just a type A guy, so you, you, fig- you figured it out. You figured out how to hear from God and you're just pushing that button over and over like... For me, being more of a type B person, I'm a type nine on the Enneagram, like I, w- I want to wake up and be told what to do. But for me, it's the discipline of I need to show up at Christ's feet and say, I'm going to do the things that you've told me to do yeah. consistently and know that that's going to lead me in the same path. But it comes from two different sides of, of you and I. Yeah. Um, so you've made some of those big life-changing. And now, since you've been in Springfield, you left when you had two kids, three kids now. Yeah. I mean having a young family myself, those are not easy decisions to make, to think through, okay, let me move my wife away from family, you away from family, kids out of the things that they're comfortable with, and uh, do the glorified job of starting a church, which that's probably one of the hardest things that you can do. Um, You're looking at financial stress, you're looking at relational, you you don't know who's going to be there with you, you don't know where things are going to come from, you have some, some dates that, hey, you better be self-sufficient by this time. So h- how do you, how did you see that? How did you marry what's going on in your your thought life, your desires with what you see God doing in your everyday stuff to know that you should make this big decision? Well, number one, um, I'm probably going to look a whole lot better uh, because my wife is incredible. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the biggest is answer. That, is right that the there. right yeah, answer? Did is. I say it right? No, honestly, um, my wife allows me to do ministry in a way that um, if we were not on the same page, if we didn't have the same calling, I could not do. Absolutely. Um, you know, we left for Austin with two kids, and when we launched the church, our youngest was six months old. Everyone will tell you that that's a bad idea. It's a horrible you idea. You got to wait till your kids are older. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... My wife is so on page. Like, literally, the, the month that um, our youngest hero was going to be born, she's pushing me to launch the church. I'm like, girl, you're not ready. Like, you know, like I'm not ready, you know, like give me some more time. We're going to have to schedule time 
away because of what's getting ready to happen. She's just that type of woman. And, and, and honestly, like she's the one that I look to so often, um, because of her relationship with the Lord. We're talking about hearing from God. Like she, I'm not kidding you when I tell you this, like every single day, two to three hours a day, she spends with the Lord. Wow. And that sounds like when you're single and you know, you're kind of doing your thing like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. When you've got two kids, you work a, or sorry, three kids, you work a full-time job. You're also a pastor's wife doing ministry to carve that aside and to say, I need time with the Lord. And this is the way I love my wife because she really challenges me on this. We, we say this a lot around our household that I'm going to love her better by loving Jesus more than her. Yeah. If I love Jesus more than my wife, I'm going to have a better relationship with my wife. And that's true of whatever your calling is, Yeah. but God has you in a position of husband. Yeah. So you're not going to be best at work when you wake up early, go to bed late. That, yeah. that's, not, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's this incredible thing that happens, like when, not to get super theological here, Let's but like it. when we, you know, when we come together, you know, as husband and wife, um, we become one, right? Sure. It says that in yeah. scripture, right? Hey, uh, two become one, they become one flesh, and it's not just this this metaphor of uh, two people physically coming together. I mean, it is it is oneness in all senses, from financial to emotional to spiritual, sure, yeah. obviously the physical, yeah. all of those come together in this oneness piece. And, and what I'm always reminded of is this, is that we're not like a chocolate chip cookie. You know, like there's there's the cookie dough and then there's the chocolate chips and we're just sort of in this together. You can see the difference. You can yep. see the difference. It's literally like hydrogen and oxygen coming mm. together and it becomes something completely different than what it was before. Wow. Yeah. And for us, we, we've known like from day one, like when we made this decision, we're becoming a new thing. Sure. We're, we're creating a new legacy for our family. We're, we're, we are uh, in this together. And so literally any decision that we make, we talk about this all the time. We say, we are not going to make it unless both of us are on the same page. Yeah. And, and that sounds, oh yeah, that sounds really good. That's frustrating Yeah. at times. There, sure. There's times where there's, there's, and usually 90% of the time it's, Ben, you, you need to go back to the drawing board or <laughs> Ben, you had a bad burrito last night. That's not the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad burrito and yeah. let's go back. But that's, that's something for me in having the confidence to step out in some of those times, whether it was stepping out of the military or shoot, even stepping out from high street yeah. to go start a church in a city we had never been to with people that we had never met. Yeah. Uh, that confidence knowing I've heard from the Lord, my wife's heard from the Lord, and together we're going to move forward believing that God is going to do what only he can do and we're going to do what only we can do. And and I think that, that's where a lot of that confidence sure. comes from. Yeah. So what else would you say? I mean, just hearing from God, making big, big decisions based off of what? I mean, what are, what are you combining to, to have the confidence, have the, yeah. the, the ability to go, yep, this is what we need to do. Yeah. I, th I think, you know, this is going to sound, you know, so basic and everyone that's been in churches and be like, well, obviously Ben, yeah. but obviously, you know, my time in the word, yeah. I've got to hear from God, uh, my time in prayer, my time, um, with my wife. But then another piece that is really important for me, um, are, uh, people in community people yeah. that I'm in relationship with. And, and oftentimes I'll bounce those ideas off of them. I in fact have uh, a mentor um, in Austin, Texas that I bounce ideas off of all the time just to be like, Hey, you know what? I, I think this is good, but here's someone that's 30 years, 40 years ahead of me. Yeah. Someone that I want to be like when I get older. Like yeah. I tell him this all the time. I'm like, yeah, I want to be like you when yeah. I grow up. And I bounce these ideas off of him. And all of those things come together to help me come to the point where I recognize, okay, I think God is in this. Yeah. And, and there's something that 
I actually want to read this to you. I was out on sabbatical uh, during the summer, and I wrote this down uh, just in my journal because I was, I was really wrestling with a big decision, and I wasn't sure quite, you know, what I should do or, sure. um, you know, what decision I should make. Oh, I'm having trouble finding it here. Um, oh, here it is. And I was just thinking about this, like, you know, I'm a child of God. And the fact is, is that every single day, like, I'm actually learning how to have a better relationship with God. Yeah. Like, like when I think about it that way, like I'm, I'm literally learning what it's like to be his kid. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wrote this down. I said, I'm learning how to make a decision. I can't wish for an answer from God because that's like magic. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm learning to seek wisdom. I'm learning to seek the counsel of advisors, test my own motives, assess my gifts and talents, and weigh the decision's impact on my family and my church. When I'm indecisive or fearful, I forget that God is powerful and loving. And no matter what I do, I cannot ruin my life because God's good and perfect plan will be brought to pass for those who are called according to his purpose. Ben, you can have confidence. Yeah. And that for me is so powerful because all those things come together to create clarity. Yeah. And I think, you know, I would just say this to anybody that's wrestling with a decision or trying to understand God's will, it, you can't wish for magic. You, you can't wish for a writing in the sky. You can't wish yeah. for, you know, we joked about a bad burrito, you yeah. know, you can't wish to, to get all the feels, you know, in a worship set and be like, oh, now I know. It's, it comes through wisdom. Yeah. And God in his, in his sovereignty has given us free will. Yeah. And so there's some of these moments where it's like, we know what God says is right and wrong, but sure. there's also this incredible free will where when we know it's with child of God that um, God is with us, God's for us, and that he has good and perfect plans ahead of us, it gives us confidence to move forward in, in, in faith. You know, it's like when we went to go start the church in Austin, it's like, I didn't know if it was going to, if it was going to make it. Yeah. Again, as a type A person, all I'm sitting there thinking about is like, what if I fail? Yeah, absolutely. Because for me, that's, that becomes Ben's idol. Sure. Right. What are other people going to think? What if I fail? Yeah. And again, at the end of the day, it was like, God, God was saying, I'm with you. Yeah. And if I'm with you, exactly. If I'm with you, who can be against you, Ben? Yeah. And so I, I don't know who's watching this and needs to hear this, but man, if, if you step out with that type of confidence, knowing that God is for you, you've done the work to, to process your own motives, to look at your gifts and to ask other people, godly people in your life, you know, um, you know, what they see, uh, man, I, I really believe this, like, that God's going to do a work and you're going to look back and say, wow, God was in it. So let me ask this. You, you talked about a mentor in your life, just community. Uh, when you bring something up, how often is that a, uh, a green light? How often is that a red light? How often is that a yellow light? <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, because it's me more often it's red lights. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had one too many of those bad you burritos. think out loud to somebody close to you. Yeah. I yeah. And, and I'm a verbal processor sure. too. Yeah. So I'm always throwing out bad ideas. Yeah. And I think people, I've given people permission. I think this is another important thing. That's I've given thing, people yeah. permission to speak into my life. Yeah. And if I were always uptight and offended or things like that, then they're going to stop yeah. and, and they're going to stop giving me good advice. But if I can receive advice and I can receive those hard truths. I think people are going to be willing to to give me those green lights when they really feel it, yeah. and be open and vocal when it when it is a red light. You yeah. know, maybe because I think there I think there are a couple different things. I think that there are, you know, I call them like um, non non moral decisions. I have yeah. a job in Albuquerque I can take. I have a job in Minneapolis I can take. They're both great jobs. I have a few connections in each spot. God, which one is it? Yeah, you know, like what you said. God is not wringing his hands over man. I really have the job in in 
Minnesota for you. And I mean, if you choose the one in Arizona, ah, you, you fell out. Yeah. And that God, God is not worried about you making that wrong, non-moral decision. God's will is also not a freight train. Where no. if I stand on the side and I watch it go by, all of a sudden now I've missed it. Yeah. Again, God because of his sovereignty and because he controls the universe and he's outside of time and space yeah. is not worried about, Oh man, maybe, maybe he really did want you to take that. Sure. But again, he is in all things. And so even if you've made a bad decision, guess what? God is still there by your side yeah. to help you get on the right path. So there is at no point in your life. Can you look and say, I am a waste. I've missed the boat. It will never happen with God. Yeah. One of the things I've heard you say before, and you'll, you'll have to correct me if I've got it wrong, but like God's purpose for your life is, is your passion and what is it? There's Ooh. another part of it. It's like your passion and God's purpose. And that creates like your, your reason for living. Yes. And, and I think that that happens when you look at like, where is it that God's given me talent, ability, yeah. drive? What is it that I care about that my neighbor doesn't care about? Yeah. But also how do you layer on top of that what God's word says, yeah. and I can do that, where God's given you the desires of your heart. God, God gave you a military background. He gave you some, some areas of influence that I'll never have because he wants you to influence there and vice versa. And if I look at you and go, man, I just need to join the military. He's going to yeah. go, Jared, you're stepping out of your bounds. Yeah. And for some of us, it's like, hey, I, I desire to be the guy out front. And God's going to go, that it's not you. And it may just be a yellow light and it's a it's not you right now, yeah. but some of us step in and see faithfulness as what other people are doing when we have to look at what is it that God's given us right now to be faithful with, that we have to be faithful with the small things. I don't think God just tells you one day, hey, go plant a church in Austin, Texas. No. He says, no, wake up when I tell you to wake up, read your Bible, know my heart, and then you'll start to see cities the way that I see cities. Yeah, because I think so often what we do is we look at people on stage, we look at people in leadership, and we say, that's who I have to be like. And what we start to do is we start to mimic and imitate. Sure. And what we end up doing is we, living, we start to live out a calling that was never designed for you and for me. And I'm just reminded of this. You're, you're talking about everybody has this incredible calling. Acts 17, right? It says this. It says that God made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundary places, meaning that God has not made an accident. Despite whatever your background is or you know what your parents did, like you are not an accident. Yeah. And this is the fact of the matter is that he's determined when and where you are going to be. And if you know that God has placed you here at this time, at this space, at this location for a purpose, it changes how you see the world. Because Paul then says in Acts 17, he says, this is the reason why he's put you there in these periods and boundary places that they, being those that don't know him, should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him yeah. and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. The reason that people are not far from you, Jared, or sorry, excuse me, the reason that people are not far from God in your neighborhood, Jared, is because you are there and God lives in you. And the fact is, is that for each of us, we have to figure out what is the period and boundary place that God's put us in, own that purpose, and then say, God, where do you want me to be effective? And maybe maybe effective doesn't look like you standing up on stage and communicating. Maybe being effective looks like you handing out bags at Halloween with candy to kids and yeah. an invite to a church. Yeah. Maybe it looks like you being the absolute best IT manager that you can possibly be in your place of, of work or business and using that influence to help bring uh, the love of God to people that are there. 
You know, so often, again, we look at other people and say, I want that. When God is like, I perfectly designed you for how I've made you. Why don't you just live out your purpose? Because again, if you try to mimic somebody else, your effectiveness will always go down. Yeah. If I try to be Stephen Furtick and not Ben Shank, I will be a far less effective Ben Shank yeah. because I'm living vicariously through somebody else's life. Yeah. And I think it just belittles what you have. It belittles where God put you. And I think we end up going, God, what, what's the city you have me to plant a church in? Yeah. He's like, you're not doing everything that I've asked you to do where you're at now. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we deal with, we talk to college students all the time who are four years into school and go, man, I'm in my sixth year. I, I wish I wasn't here. I'm in grad school. I wanted to be graduated and working right now. It's, well, God's got you here. Yeah. So what can you do with it? Yeah. And well, I love that mentality. Ben, any, any last thoughts before we're done? Man, I, I'm really excited, uh, you know, just to be back here at High Street, excited to, you know, have the opportunity to pour into some young adults um, this evening as we talk. And um, I really do believe this, that um, no matter where you find yourself in life, that God has his best, that you, we can literally say God's best is yet to come in your life, not because you're special, not because the circumstances might not be hard in front of you, but because of the fact that God is with you. Yeah. That when you learn how to discern the voice of God, you can move forward in life with confidence. Yeah. And I want to do a quick recap. The things that I felt like I learned, you don't hear the voice of God by some massive revelation. You hear the voice of God by waking up and reading your Bible and knowing who he is and being faithful where you're at today. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Ben, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, man.